Welcome to the Upper Hand Sports Pod, where we sit down every week with some of the top coaches, trainers, and sports business managers in the industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Upper Hand Sports Podcast. This is Corey, and I'm with our first-time co-host, Trip here today. I'm very excited. We have an awesome guest here in Gannon Baker. And uh, Trip, why don't you tell us a bit about him? Yeah, so Gannon is a world-renowned basketball trainer who has coached nearly 50 countries across the world, training almost 20,000 players a year. After his college and professional playing career, Gannon spent six years as an assistant coach at the Division I and Division II college levels. And for the better part of the past two decades, Gannon has built his skills and development company to include everything from personal skills training to coaching mentorship, online tutorials, and even public speaking. Recently, Gannon committed to educating coaches, trainers, and players in the emerging Chinese basketball market. Gannon has worked and shared the court with players such as Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, and many more. Gannon, we're super excited to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. Let's go! Yeah. No, I'm fired up, man. When I can share uh, a microphone with people that have passion and vision like you guys, it's a great time. So let's go. Hey, I appreciate it. So first off, you're in China right now, right? I think I'm in China, man. I know I don't understand the language, and uh, I got Chinese food every night. So, I mean, that's uh, okay. Yeah. What, what yeah, time I'm, I'm is it right now? It is what eight, about eight fifteen p.m. So it's nighttime. Oh, so it's exactly twelve hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Twelve hours. I'm in uh, a place called Fujian, China, right now. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I All believe. Right. All right, Gannon, we're starting with an easy question. NBA Finals start tomorrow. Who you got? Well, I, I wish I could see it because it's on Thursday at 9, which means it's Friday 9 a.m., and I'll be on the court. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I don't know who made this schedule, man, for me to be over here during the <laughs> NBA Finals. I, I, I think it's going to be a good Finals. Um, I don't think a lot of people had Toronto going. Um, I, I, think the, I think the Warriors will win in six. Ooh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's now it's a trip thing. Oh, so yeah. No, take the pros' no. advice. <laughs> Come on, I can get a few games. <laughs> but I, but I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to Vegas and, 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 and use my uh, intelligence there to make a bet. But oh. that's just, uh, you know, Too I don't late. follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally asked for the whole reason we called you. But if you do, man, give me a cut, man. Chris. <laughs> All right, let's, let's jump into some serious questions then. Um, the first thing we want to touch on, of course, you know you're a great trainer, but one thing that really caught our eye was your blog. Um, you have a blog called The Grind, which you use to post not only inspirational and motivational thoughts and reflections, um, but I'm more curious about how you carry that over into your development sessions um, because clearly, you know, your blog is a lot more than just basketball. Um, you know, that's a great question. I think it started back in, um, when I was a player. I was fortunately, be, I was coached by a lot of guys that, coach the the person who I was and not just the player so when I started coaching I guess subconsciously I started to really pay attention to the person I was in front of and not just the player so I cared about them like I was coaching my own son or daughter and so uh you know I realized that everybody that I coach is not gonna make the NBA and, and not make a career out of basketball like like I have you know, I'm almost 50, and basketball has provided me my whole life, my career, my family, you know, income, et cetera, experiences. But everybody is not able to get to that point. So what you want to do is, is, is through a workout, through a drill, through an experience, through a season, you want to uh, 
make them self-aware of the lessons that not only basketball, but any, you know, sports. Sports is a great microcosm of life. It's a great platform to teach people how to be successful in life. And so I, I was really conscious of that. And I studied that and I tried to articulate that and deliver that message organically. And it might even be in a drill. And so, um, that, you know, I call it, uh, and I got the, I got, I forget where I got it from, but it, it, it really stuck with me. I try to help kids become living trophies, which means every day in life, whether it, they are at school, uh, relationally, uh, you know, career exploration for them, they're trying to win that situation, be the best they can be in that job, in that relationship, in that family, in that, in that room, in that circumstance, you know, opportunities that present themselves uh, to them, they take advantage of it and they, and they really bring value. So I know that's, um, you know, kind of cheesy, but I really believe that man, that, you know what, if this kid can't achieve his basketball goals or her basketball goals, maybe I can motivate them to have, uh, you know, intrinsic and extrinsic values that can make them a better citizen in society, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, and again, kind of through that, you said your like approach to basketball, I guess, kind of changed or evolved when you moved on from uh, being a player to being a coach. And now kind of like through your coaching programs, you're kind of trying to teach those skills that you've learned to other coaches, which really isn't a program that many people have. Um, one thing you did say about being a coach is that more of a coach's role is to actually be a coach, not necessarily a friend. Uh, why do you think that distinction is important to you? Because uh, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, you, you want people to continue to buy your product, which is, you know, film, books, the actual sessions. And so if you tick them off or you make them angry or you <laughs> challenge them, then they won't come back. And high school coaches, uh, college coaches deal with the same thing. If you push a player to, to the brink and they can't handle it, well, they, they go transfer. And it doesn't look good on you where, you know, to an administration when you don't have retention, especially with your better players. And so there's a fine line of, you know, getting them to buy in, right. Uh, getting them to trust you. Uh, I don't want to use the term like it's, it's more of, you got to get them to respect you. If they respect you, then they'll stay. And so a friend is, is different. A friend makes you feel good. A friend is a shoulder to cry on. A friend, I mean, a lot of friends. I, I got five great friends on my, you know, on my contact list. There's only about five I can go to and just be me. And, and, and I, a lot of them, you know, a few of them don't give me the truth. Like they won't really be up front because they love me so much they don't want to hurt my feelings. So even your best friends, man, are afraid to really hit you with the God's honest truth. And, and so, but that's a friend, that's, that's a friend's nature. A coach gets you to a place where you can't get to on your own. A coach takes your mind and body to a place where it's never been. It's, it's hard for a parent to do that. You know what I mean? But like a coach, a leader, a mentor, like their, their job is just to make you better, to, to teach you how to be a champion. And it's not defined as wins and losses. And it's not even defined as being statistically great on that team. You know what I mean? 
a true coach coaches the 12th player, if there's 12 on a team, and the, and the top player the same way. And if you leave that program uh, embracing and learning the lessons uh, from that coach, coach has done his job. So I've always taken the approach to do that. I've, I've lost some NBA clients because they didn't want to hear what I had to say, and I wasn't going to babysit them and be their Brody and and be their dog and my like the term now in our industry is my guy this is my guy this is this is my brody and i only you know that that, and i helped start this industry and i just that's that's just totally against everything like i tell the guys up front look i don't want an instagram photo i don't want an autograph i could give a crap whether you like me or not i got enough facebook friends right (laughs) i am here i am here to to help you get better and i do that by it's real simple, and, and any coach can can use this method. It, you praise right, you correct wrong. You have a sandwich method of, of teaching. You give them a positive, and then a negative, a couple negatives. Maybe it's a Big Mac, right? But then you get <laughs> right, and but then you you finish with a positive. And sometimes a positive can be a word. A lot of times for me, it's it's a high five or a smile. Like people underestimate the body language. Um, you know how, how 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 impactful your body language is. So, I, I, I'm a big. I mean, you can't tell me any different. I, you know, coaches shouldn't be friends. Now, off the court, if you consider your coach a friend, that's cool. But on the court, you know, I'm here to make you. I'm here to push you to a level where you've never been. Yeah. And friend yeah. and friends can't do that. You know, friends can't do that. You don't train. You don't train and go to war with with friends. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's two totally different compartments in your life. You got yeah. friends and you got coaches. There you go. You know, Tra- to me, but what's wrong with, with my industry is there's a lot of trainers out there, a lot of them that also are, are friends and hang out and have a relational, like we're boys with, with their clients. And, I just have never done that, man. You know, I don't, I don't hang out with my clients. I don't, you know, I, 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 I will admit I went to a couple parties with Amari Stoudemire. And after <laughs> those parties, man, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be here anymore, man. I don't need to be here. But that, that's about the only, you know, a couple times with him. But that was it, man. And, and, and it's amazing the relationship you can have and, and the kind of border you can have with your players if if you attack it like look man i'm not trying to be your friend i'm trying to you know i i'm trying to be your mentor a mentor is a man that tours your life you know not a boy not a friend a mentor a man or woman that tours your life and, and is allowed to hit you with the hard truth yeah why, why do you think some of the other trainers then don't take that approach you know they're going to hanging out is it just because they're so worried about losing the client or are they starstruck what, what do you think the difference is uh, immaturity and insecurity. Yeah. You know, number one, they don't know any better. They're young. You know, they've had, they have, they have a gift, they have charisma, uh, because of the industry. If, if you're a great marketer, uh, you're very, uh, charismatic, you can attract, uh, you know, high level clients, uh, that are, you know, similar in age to you. So, you know, I, I tell kids all the time, even coaches, you know, you got to understand the nature for coaches, you got to understand the nature of the kids you're training. You know, to be 13 to 28 or 25, let's say 13 to 25, it's their nature to be inconsistent and immature and ignorant. Like that's the nature of teenagers and young 
young kids, young athletes. They're, they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to be moody. You know, they're going to be ignorant. And so uh, if, if you're a trainer in that industry and, and a lot of these guys start training 19, 20, it, it's a very lucrative in, in industry. If you do it the right way, it's very fun. You get to go to work in sweats. You know what I mean? You get to wear, not, not, you know, your office is a phone. And if you have a, a, an airport and a, and a phone, I mean, you're good to go. That's your office. Um, so a lot of guys get in it for the byproducts of it. And they're just, you know, not, not mature enough to understand the line they got to draw with, with their clients. And the other thing is insecurity. I mean, it, I, I, I still do it. I, I, there's a blog coming out. Uh, I'm not sure if my team put it out yet, but I, I just basically went off and said, look, man, you guys don't need me. You know, I've, I have so many soft players that come train with me because they think they need me to tell them what to do, how to do it, why to do it, when to do it. Sure, once or twice, but after that, you don't need me anymore. And I actually uh, give players, parents money back uh, and say, look, you, you've paid me for six lessons Here's here's money for five because I'm not training him and he doesn't he's not here for him he's here because you're making him do it so y'all figure out y'all's relationship right now because I'm not training him when he doesn't have the passion or the heart because I feel like I'm babysitting I'll be damned if I'm a babysit kids I'll go just I'll just go work at Seven Eleven you know I, I, or you know what I live on the beach now I'll go run a bait shop but I'm not I'm I've never been a good babysitter and I've actually said that to clients and. You're, it'd be like McDonald's saying, hey, you don't need a Big Mac. You know, go to Burger King. So I just have that kind of security in what I do and how I do it, you know. Um, and it works for me. They, they pay me double. They give me a bonus for saying that. Like, they they understand the trust. They trust me and they understand the, the genuineness where I'm coming from. Because I, I mean it. Like, I, I, there's no fluff with, uh, you know, with the weight of my words. Again, you kind of said this, but I think you kind of have this unique ability where you can kind of tell what a player is or isn't in a very short amount of time. And a lot of coaches don't really have that ability. You know, it kind of takes them years to stay with one player and develop a relationship where they feel comfortable either critiquing or, um, you know, giving them the hard truth. Uh, kind of as a skills trainer, like you often only have these kids for a couple of sessions at a time. So how do you go about quickly forging that relationship to where criticism and honesty will be received uh, well? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, because sometimes kids are only with you a, a little time. So how do you get them to believe in themselves and to trust the process, so to speak? You know, for me, it's always about, you know, what they want. What, what are their goals? So you ask them their goals ahead of time. You watch some film and they might say, hey, coach, I'm going to train with you four times. We, we want to work on this. And a lot of times they'll give you like too many skills. And, and you have. To, and if you know what you're doing, you have to tell them, look, man, that's too many skills for only four lessons. Let's pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pick one skill and I'll show you multiple drills and, and concepts and kind of get your mind in the right way. So uh, that's the first thing is just getting clarity. You got to get a vision. And, you know, the Bible says where, where there's no vision of people perish. So you got to get them a vision. You got to get clear. And then you got to, as a coach, you got to be self-aware. You know, you got to start evaluating the, the player as soon as they come in the gym. 
what, what she, how does she warm up? How does she greet you? How does she greet the janitor? How does she greet, how does she talk to her parents? You know, you can find out a lot about people by just watching them. And if she's sassy or, or, or a bratty with her mom and disrespectful, tells you a lot about, about how she's going to be with the team, with the coach during adversity. How does she greet you? You know, uh, when her, when her mom leaves or if, if her dad's there and she starts to stretch and all that, what's the conversation like? Does she carry on a conversation with you when you ask her questions or her, him questions? What's the response? You know, you, you see if they're shy and, and you kind of start to evaluate their uh, psychological strengths and weaknesses. And then, and you know, in, in the drills, after they get warmed up, I try to, man, the first workout, I try to absolutely destroy them, like challenge them, talk junk to them. I, I actually play them one-on-one. If they're better than me, I have like a paddle. So you know, I, just, I just put them through adversity and see how they respond. And then, um, you know, you just hit them with the truth and, and the truth will, will set you free. If, if you hit, you know, Mark Twain once said the truth fears no question. So if you're giving them the truth and you're not, you know, lying to them and you're not uh, manipulating them, you know, you have the confidence and you also have the, the solutions for, for their questions or their problems. And to me, if they really want to get better, then there's the uh there's the buy-in there's the trust there's the and this guy knows what he's doing he's working hard for me he's going to help me get to the next level i want to get to the next level let's go so that second third and fourth workout you know i, I think you get to uh, success a little quicker yeah so one thing we're really excited about bringing you on today and as you kind of already alluded to you're in china right now so you've got a new venture going on um can you tell us a little about that and why you're over there Man, sometimes I just sit in my room and just say to myself, man, why am I over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it's a challenge. Uh, I, I've said this publicly before. You know, I had the choice to stay in the States. I, I'm at the top of my game, although the States are saturated. I never had um, to scrounge for business. You know, the phone was always calling. I hired, uh, had enough money to hire a really, really good uh, business team to help scale my business. And, I, you know, China was just persistent. So I, I'm, a, I'm a faithful man. I, I prayed and it felt good. Um, you know, I, I feel this is where I need to be. This is my purpose. And, you know, after almost 17 years, I'm like, you know what, why don't I try to do what I did in the States, but on a even bigger level, yeah. because it's, it's not saturated in China. They, they, va everybody values Westerners that can teach, uh, unbeknownst to me, I, I didn't know this, but I'm, I'm very, very popular. I'm finding out I'm very popular in China. They have research. Yeah. They have like investors are, 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 are more willing to invest government. They have government money. They have sports bureau money. Uh, the economy is, is, is bigger over here. There's more people like they have 5 million registered basketball players, another 300 million, 500 million basketball players, another 300 million coaches. And then, I mean, that's double the population in, in the United States, just with basketball people yeah. in China. And so I'd, I'd be just ignorant, just stupid 
not to to try it out. So with with ventures and risks and seasons of greatness comes being alone, comes sacrifices, and and that's what what uh, I struggle with over is you know being alone over here, being away from my family. I mean, I work long hours, work eight hours a day, but then I get to my hotel and and I'm, I'm that's it. You know, there's no it's just it's just work there's no release you know there's no family friends you know every now and then i'll run into an american and and that's great but it's just it's work and it's it's but you know i, I think i think it's, it's legacy stuff over here i think i can really build a legacy i can really pioneer something i think i'm the only skill trainer in our industry that actually has a real uh business that where I'm a 50% owner. So like I own the business over here and, and we have lawyers and everything was done the right way. So, uh, I love my, my partner. He's family oriented. He's, he's, he's a former, uh, he didn't make it to the Olympics. He got cut. So he has that edge, but he's an <laughs> athlete. You know what I mean? He's an athlete. He challenged me in swimming so far. I like his little, I like his swag. You know, we're going, we're going to swim for $2,000 here soon i gotta get in shape because he, he's lost some weight and he hits this but you know he, he he's an athlete and he he was kicked out of his home at 17 and he made all his millions on his own and um i mean he's just got a great story uh and so we connected and and he's he's my partner and and he's kind of bridging the gap where he runs the business and i bring the intellectual property and then you know, I kind of give him my ideas of the of the basketball industry and where we need to go, and he gives me his ideas on the culture here. So it's 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 really really phenomenal, man. And it's something that not only somebody in basketball could do, but I mean, if there's uh, Western or swimming, baseball, like over here, soccer is huge, and and they're starting to get into fitness, and they love baseball, and so you know, my goal is to get you know, the template right for what I do, uh, business in a box, so to speak, and then bring the next person over here, whether it be football or basketball or, but, the, but the industry in China is just, it's changing and technology is changing. And so even though it's hard it, and there's doubt some days, uh, I know I'm supposed to be here. I'm, I know, I know what I need to do. So you seem to think that like most of your struggles were kind of outside of work when you're not actually teaching basketball um you said things you know like i'm in china but i still use the same round ball and it still bounces the exact same way uh why do you think that basketball is so universally adored and so um compatible with all cultures that's a great question i think you gotta you gotta give a lot of credit to uh the leaders in the industry you know the nba you know they just do such a great job marketing uh the individual players and the team and and with that comes the paraphernalia and then you got to give it to the shoe companies like nike i think it's the best in the world that that markets basketball on but right behind them you got you know might be adidas might be under armor um you know so you know technology has has exposed the sport you know from china to india to africa and then uh it, it's a sport poor people can play I mean, most of the world is poor and all you need is, is just something round. I mean, you could, you know, have a hard balloon and a, and a trash can 
and you could be Michael Jordan. So basketball is a sport that you don't need a bat. You don't need a rim. You know, you can work on dribbling, passing, uh, footwork just in a parking lot. You just need a ball. And, you know, obviously a ball, if you get the, any I mean, the cheapest basketball I've ever seen was like two ninety nine at Target. So, <laughs> you know, most 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 anybody can, can afford or, or if you just Google and find I mean, somebody will send you a free ball if, if you if you write the right blog. So it's just a sport that anybody can play anywhere, anytime. And I know China is their number one sport, man. And just like in the States, you go around. Uh, well, I grew up on the East Coast, but, you know, it's the Bible Belt. You go around any block and there's four or five churches. And in China, you go around any block. There ain't no churches over here, that's for sure. But <laughs> you go around any block, there's a basketball court, man. Like, you, you can always find a court here. It is it is unreal. It's It's amazing. I've never seen so many basketball courts outside in a country. And, I, and I've only been to about 48, I think, maybe 50. But there's oh, just it's it's always it's there's access here, man. So it's a great it just, sport. It just sounds like a bigger Indiana. That's all it is. <laughs> We're the same way. That's, you know what? That's true. Indiana. I've been there many times. Great. It it it, it is. In, I just they can't shoot here, man. Their shooting sucks. That's why I'm here. But <laughs> they they uh, they're not very good at the game, but they love it. And uh, and so I'm I'm just here to take advantage of that and just to help. Well, I mean that's really cool. I mean, not only you're putting yourself out there, but obviously you said they have a love of the game. But one thing that you do, and we've already talked about, is you know you're so one on one with your players. You know you're willing to to give them the criticism. But if you're not speaking the same language, I imagine that's tough. How are you How are you kind of getting around that obstacle? You know that 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 has been an obstacle at first, but I've gotten better at it. Uh, I've requested you know better translators, um, and I've had the same translator here. Like I've been coming to China since 2011, mm-hmm. but you know with my own company, I was able to get the same translator for a year. So after about four months, man, he, I mean he he could teach the class really. He <laughs> so he's been great. Uh, he and I have been finding ways to help the Chinese coaches understand the term. Basically, it's the terminology. Like like a jump shot is universal. So outside of the translator, I've been really good at just using my body language to teach, you know, using whistles, using my body language, um, you know, really teaching them how to physically teach the game. And, and, and as a player development coach, that's, you got to do that anyway. You got to be able to physically show uh, at a at a slow speed and then at game speed what to do. So uh, that that hasn't been been too much of a problem uh, now that I'm you know used to the landscape. And just going back to like coaching in general, different cultures kind of have like different experiences with what a coach should be and how they should go about coaching a player. Uh, how have you seen that play out in China and how do you kind of, or have you changed your approach to how you coach at all? No, I haven't changed my approach with coaching basketball because the last time I checked, you know, United States, Europe, Canada, Australia were the best in the world of basketball. And so I don't conform to their culture because their culture is 
you know, very silent, very soft, uh, not, not, you know, you don't, you don't show your emotions. You don't call people out. You don't, um, you know, communicate, you know, loudly. It's very stoic, very communistic, uh, very scientific, very robotic. Um, you know, they have these basketball cultures like in, in China, they don't, have recovery they don't lift they, they practice 12 days straight four hours a day and I could go on and on so I, I just tell them man I, this is the first 10 minutes of my my talk and I, I come out very brash very real like look if y'all gonna take my class then you got to be willing to change the, the culture of, of how you coach because the last time I checked China hadn't won Olympic game Yao Ming was the only great China player ever playing NBA, and it was only because he was seven foot four. You know, I just I just let him have it, man, and and tell him, <laughs> look, you look. I mean, all my classes, we get eighty hundred coaches per class. It's 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 insane, and uh, and they love it. But I always talk at the beginning, and then I talk at the end. You know, now you have to implement. Now you have to change. Now you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable you have to you know take on the the uh the criticism and you know it's almost like back in the civil rights movement man like you know to to get people to give you know women rights and and african-american rights and i mean you're changing a basketball culture um honestly man the nba you know, uh, hasn't done it, but I don't know if that's their narrative or their agenda that, or agenda. They just want to keep selling tickets and, you know, they'll, 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 they'll market, Hey, we're making it, you know, we're, we're trying to change, but to change, you gotta, is only, the only way to change is, is to have confrontation. You, you, you gotta fight metaphorically, right? Nonviolently, you gotta fight. You gotta fight culture. So you, you confront, and then hopefully with confrontation, aggressively, you get a resolution. So that's what I've been doing. I'm like, no, you can't coach like that. Well, we've always been doing that. This is the Chinese way. Well, tell me the last time the Chinese way was the best option in basketball. Like, yeah. who are the best basketball coaches and players in the world? And they always say United States. I say, what am I? Well, you're an American. Well, why, why do you think I'm – why do you think a Chinese company – put all this money into changing basketball with an American. If you, if you want to keep doing what, you, if you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to get to another level, you got to change the level of your thinking. And I've had, man, I would say I talk about that every day. That's probably the biggest thing that I, uh, I fight and, and, and talk about and try and try to find, you know, different ways to say the same thing is, is that basketball Chinese culture, which, again, any industry, any Fortune 500 company, any mediocre uh, company that's trying to, you know, have success talks about the same thing. You know, whether you're, you know, uh, Apple or Sony or uh, volleyball team, it, it's it's changing cultures. So you got to have a leader that's secure. Right. That's well versed, that's competent, that's genuine, that's compassionate, uh, aggressive not soft to, to do that. And, and, you know, I'm not saying I'm the best out there, but man, I'm, I'm the, I'm the right person for this China job. That's for sure. Well, we'll say you're the best, man. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know about in my industry. There's no sports centers not going on the ticker and saying, Hey, Gannon Baker won this 
skill development, best coach of the year. I mean, you can't measure what we do as the best. But what I will say is I, I do want to make an impact. Like, you know, I don't care if I'm the best. I just want to be able to have, a, have, have work every month. And I want to be able to uh, do my best to impact people's lives and games. You know what I mean? Because I think too too many entrepreneurs in my industry, whether it be basketball skill trainers, player development coaches, or if you got football quarterback coaches, like we get caught up into, like people throw the goat around. And I never respond to that, man. I'm like, the goat. How do you, how do you, I mean, you think you think lifetime fitness, you know, has 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 fitness trainers out there, and oh, he's the go to the fitness trainer. Like, how do you how do you measure that? Like, you can't measure that. That's just an ego narrative that sounds good on social media. You know what? What I but it's flattering, no question. You want to you want to you know be one of the best out there. But I've always said, well, how do I measure that? Just because I got a lot of experience with Nike clients and MB, like to me, you should try to go out and be different. You should try to go out and, and change a culture. You should try to go out and change a player's mindset. You should try to go out and help a player achieve his goal. And if you do that, that's what you should boast about. Hey man, this kid saw me and he wanted to play division one at eighth grade. And now he's a, freshman in, in high and in, in college and he's playing at North Carolina. We did it. There you go. Like boast about that. Like that's that's real. That's practical. Yeah. I mean that's awesome. I mean so I guess my question for you then is you know we're talking about being different in five to ten years. Um you know where are you seeing your company? Are you guys expanding to other markets? Is it gonna take that long to kind of capture the full Chinese market? I mean what do what are you kind of envisioning there? I have no idea, man. I haven't even <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> I mean, right now we're just trying to in China, we're just trying to create a franchise model to where you got skilled trainers running a gym, you got middle school, high school, college coaches coaching a team, and you got pro player development coaches trying to get you know, they're pros better in the pro league here called the CBA. So what we're trying to do is create a product where each one of those leaders can buy our product, can use our product. And if they want more uh, of that product, then they can hire me live and in person. So that, you know, to shoot, I'm man, I'm banking like, That'll that'll retire me in five years, and I won't have to worry about ten years. I'll send somebody <laughs> else over here. Like I'm not, you know, I, I, I love what I do, and uh, I'll do it till I'm eighty if I have to. But honestly, man, I'm I'm trying to uh, watch my three kids grow up, and you know, I've grinded work working at basketball since I was 22, and uh, I'm 46 now. You know, I'm, I'm looking to on paper retire and, and when I'm 55, if good, good Lord willing. So I think with the model now, the bandwidth of China on paper, I can do that uh, within five years. And then uh, the next step, like you said, you know, I'll pick and choose maybe one or two months where I have to come over here and do that. But I can be at home, you know, sure. doing other stuff with my family and 
you know, doing some local training here and there, but, uh, man, I've, I've been freaking grinding all over yeah. the world since <laughs> I was 20, 22. I was a college coach for six years, before, you know, before I did this, and, and that's a grind, you know, recruiting and chasing guys down on weekends because yeah, they're idiots yeah. and <laughs> talking to uh, professors about how can we get this kid's great grades up because he's not sufficient enough to do it on his own and just babysitting these these suckers, man. But <laughs> it's, it's all good. Like Again, as I said earlier, many guys are between – in 18 and 22, they're most ignorant of the, you know, they're at the height of their stupidity, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I was too a little bit, a little bit, but no coach had to had to chase me down to go to class. No coach had to tell me, hey man, you need to get an A in this course to make yourself. I mean, if I was going to be in class, I was going to try to. What's the highest score you've ever got in this class? Well, I'm trying to beat that. Like I was so competitive, like I wanted to be the best and get the highest score. If there was a time and a score. And I was going to try to get the highest, you know what I mean? That, that's measurable. And these guys, man, they just, you know, college coaching nowadays is just getting guys to reach their potential because they can't do it on their own. It's the same stuff I was talking about with training, man. Like, you know, they, these, these kids nowadays need external help and they don't have that internal pull and push that, in my opinion, I'm not, I hadn't done research on this, but my opinion, I just think my generation my dad's generation, you know, had that more of an internal, like, let's go, you know, let's get it, let's let's do it. And now these kids need like external stimuli to even <laughs> be mediocre. <laughs> ah, well, that makes sense. I mean, if you're working with the best of the best, and you know, if your research is good as anybody's, you would know. So, um, kind of, kind of the last question here, and this is something I like to ask all of the guests. Um, you know, we have a lot of coaches, young trainers, business professionals listen to the podcast. What would be your one piece of advice that you'd give to a coach or a trainer, um, you know, help them grow their business or stay true to who they are? Man, that's a whole nother podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late there. Then don't even worry about, it. you know, I don't want to keep you up all night. Yeah. One thing that can uh, help them is, well, uh, I'm a believer uh, which doesn't make me, you know, religious or anything, but I just think that there's a higher power that's, that's really has a life planned out for us, and we need to tap into that, uh, you know, what that plan is. So I would say, you know, if you want to be a if you want to be a coach or a leader as a career, you know, take some self reflection, take some time to pray or meditate or whatever you do. You don't even have to believe in God, but uh, you know, see if that's what the universe wants you to do. You know what I mean? Like, is this, is this why you were born? You know, were you born to coach and run a business? Is that, and usually you can identify that by number one, uh, it's what you want to do, you do for free in your free time outside of your real job. And number two, uh, it's called agape love. Do you, would you love doing it? on your worst day of training. You know what I mean? Like on my worst days of training where I had a bad day, my body hurt, I got hurt, I said something stupid, whatever. And uh, I come back to the house or the room and I'm like, yep, it's the worst day of my career, but man, this is where I'm, I love this career. You know what I mean? Like that, you need to find out and is this what you're supposed to do? And number two, um, you can't let that passion 
uh, get in the way of, uh, of your family. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a boo or a girlfriend, boyfriend or wife, husband, kids. You, you can't let the passion of your calling get in the way of raising those kids and being there for your 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 wife or your husband because broken homes and you know kids growing up without dads that's that's the root of a lot of problems in the United States um, a lot of the kids that I train the root of their problems and all of them have problems I have problems and a lot of my problems are the root of my dad's issues or the root of these kids that I train their dads weren't in their lives you know what I mean so, you know, family, it, it, that's got to be at the top of your list. And then number three, once you decide, hey, I want to be the best I can be at, in this industry, learn, grow, put yourself out there, drive where you need to go, ask questions, even though you feel like develop regardless of the pain. Because it, it's painful to do something that you don't want to do or go somewhere you don't want to go or man, this guy's going to think I'm stupid, but I got it. Like regardless of the pain, grow as, as much as you can. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, that's going to be great advice. And um, like I said, we have a lot of people listening. I think they're going to be pretty interested in reaching out to you. Just a hunch. <laughs> um, so let, let's go ahead and give you some plugs here. Can you give us, you know, maybe the best website, some social media? Um, you know, where do you want people to find you? Well, my name is Gannon, G-A-N-O-N-B-A-K-E-R. It's a unique name. So if you Google me, I don't want to sound like it, arrogant, but just Google me. And you, should, you, should, you should find me. No, I'm serious. Like yeah. I, it's, that's the easiest, G-A-N-O-N-B-A-K-E-R. Now, I do have an email address, Gannon at GannonBakerBasketball.com. I have uh, Gannon underscore Baker underscore as my GBB. Uh, business Instagram. I have a Gannon underscore Baker as my personal. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. I thought I was on MySpace and I said something stupid, <laughs> and then my team, then my team said, Gannon, you don't. That's shut up. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I don't like. I I, I I'm I, I I just started doing social media. It's one of the weaknesses that I I, I should have started it 15 years ago. I'm not good at it, and I'm not like that's not you know. With all these trainers start now, man, you got to be uh, aware and confident of social media because it's huge for your business. Oh, yes. And that's, I wasn't like that. I, I just, I'm an old, you know, dinosaur. And so my team is, is playing catch up with me. But, you know, they're doing a good job and we're getting after it. Cool. So, uh, but I always answer all personal messages. They get forwarded to me. I answer every one of them. If they're about basketball and life, I'll, I'll get back to them within 24 hours. If, if it's about stupid stuff like, hey, Gannon, how you doing today? What's up, man? <laughs> I don't answer them. I don't, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to answer those. Or what's my favorite food? Or, hey, man, did you see Kobe last night? I'm, I'm not I'm not doing the friendly stuff. But just get right to the point. Ask me your opinion or question, and I'll give you my, my answer. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure everybody's going to appreciate that and more than likely – um, I would imagine you get quite a few, but hey, we really appreciate your time. I know it's late there in China. We're very honored to have you here. 
Um, I, I don't think Trip could have asked for a better first guest for his podcast. Great start. <laughs> can only can only All go right, down Trip, from here, right? Get after it, man. You're gonna be owning the studio for too long, brother. That's right. We'll give us some time. Yeah. We'll get there. The Trip Studio. They're gonna change the name. It's not gonna be the Upper Hand <laughs> Sports Pod. It's gonna be Trip. So. <laughs> anyways man we'll, we'll let you get some rest i know you probably gotta be up early get some training going um but we really appreciate it. we're honored to have you hey you guys ask great questions and uh you know it's an honor to uh, show into a lot of your listeners so thank you thank you man have a great one thanks Candace.